Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Real Estate Podcast, the intersection between the latest trends in real estate and its impact on our everyday lives. We're your hosts, Alex Norman. And Jamie Blonde, and you've come to the right location. The real estate starts now. In today's episode, Spring Cleaning, we explore the intersection between the season of renewal and the locations where they take place. Alex and I will take a look at the top five most important spring cleaning trends and why they matter based on where you live. And with Pail and Sponge at the ready, Alex, please take us out. First, I want to thank Real Simple Magazine, who's inspired us with their 20 best spring cleaning tips of all time. It took a look, pressure tested them, and wanted to share the ones that we think are important and why. First, a little known history of spring cleaning. Of course, there are quite a few origin stories, but the one that I like the most is the one that dates back 3,000 years ago in Persia, a spring tradition called Kanatakani. This translates to shaking the house. It was believed that sweeping up dust and removing clutter from one's own home would prevent ill fortune in the upcoming year. You know, it's interesting. Every religion seems to have their version of celebration of things that are important, whether it's family, harvest, renewal. Passover in the Jewish religion is a cleaning of the home. It's really cleaning to get rid of bread, but it's almost an effect of cleaning the house top to bottom to get rid of all the bread automatically cleans the whole house. So even in the Jewish religion, we have spring cleaning. Well, that's funny because also in ancient China, there's a tradition of cleaning in the new year, which as we all know is mid-February, which is kind of close to to, to spring in, in most, most of the world. And it was really about good fortune and in the new year. So it seems like every place and every culture around the world has their own tradition for spring cleaning. I guess it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what, let's talk about let's talk about some of the top trends, right? So number one, um, first, we have to think about what our cleaning personality is, right? I mean, what kind of a cleaner are we? Are we are, some people are neat freaks, some people are not. Jamie, what what kind of a cleaner are you? Well, I'm not exactly an OCD. I think I'm an OCPD, which I think the best definition is I'm the guy that when you make this bed, you can bounce a quarter off the off the <laughs> off it because it's so tightly made. It's like I like everything in its place and I like everything neat. So I'm more one of these that cleans as you go. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's funny because I think you mentioned uh, the the quarter. Is that like a military? Thing. There was a guy. It was the it was the captain or the the general of the Navy SEALs that used to get up and talk about how the most important part of your day is cleaning your bed or is like making up your bed. Make your bed is the first thing, the first success of your day. It it's it starts you on the right path. That's so true. That's funny. I don't, I don't you don't strike me as a military guy, but I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I like to do a little bit all the time, and so I'm part I'm part a little bit of a you're a plotter you're a cleaning plotter what does a plotter mean I, i'm not even quite sure what that you kind of slow and steady like the like the tortoise in the race just plodding along yeah, uh, steady is not necessarily the word that i would use yeah, i wouldn't use steady with you either <laughs> <laughs> well you know look i mean what i love about about just sort of the modern idea of cleaning is there's so many different ways to make cleaning easy right they've got the swiffer uh you've got both the swiffer broom you've got the swiffer 
the handheld. You got all kinds of really cool products. But I, one of my favorite products is the Roomba. Uh, you know, it's this, it's this automatic robot that's a vacuum cleaner. That you just press a button, it automatically finds through AI, machine learning, and a little bit of infrared finds areas where there's dirt and cleans your entire floor. So you can pretty much fire and forget, and your floors are clean. And the, do you the, have one of those? Do you have one of those in your I've, apartment? I've got one going on right now. Because I saw a great little <laughs> clip on the internet on on Instagram where somebody had a Roomba out on the street, like he escaped. He's trying to make his escape. He's trying to figure out where to go in the street. <laughs> I think that's I think that's like a Wally Disney episode of some kind. But you know, it's like having the the peace of mind to know that those dust bunnies that are living underneath your bed are going to be taken care of uh, without you having to get in your hands and knees. I mean, those are the things, the very subtle things that actually I think about. But, you know, in reality, I'm more of a procrastinator, right? I love cleaning just minutes before company comes over. <laughs> and, I, and if I feel like my house is dirty or my kitchen needs to be cleaned, I will invite someone over just so that I could be inspired to clean. <laughs> this is why. That's, that's funny. You know, I'm, I'm a bit of a procrastinator myself in a lot of ways, but when it comes to cleaning, I like to clean right away. Like when I'm done with dinner, the kitchen is cleaned. I don't like to have something sitting there that I have to get to later, have to look at it. It bothers me to look at it and it's dirty. I'm OCPD that way in the sense that I can't, I walk by the dining room table, Table and it didn't. I didn't wipe it down with the Windex afterwards. It's a glass table. I gotta go do that. I can't relax till I do that. So I think to your point is it's very important when you're going to clean to know what type of cleaning personality you are. Whether you're a chore avoider, a cleaning plot, or an angry cleaner, a quick cleaner, a procrastinator, or in my case, a call the maid to do it type. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's no question that spring cleaning has become the Super Bowl of cleaning, right? It's like, it is like the main event for the year where everyone in any part, in pretty much every part of the, the world is getting down and getting ready to clean for, for, for that transition. So we, we can, we can most certainly say that not only is a point where, where everyone's house probably is a lot cleaner, um, but after, uh, spring or the beginning of spring than, than the end of, end of winter. Um, but we also know that there's a lot of sales and a lot of discounts for cleaning products products uh, on Amazon and in Best Buy and, the and so the cleaning supply store near you. Not only that, it, it, I, I started writing down the equipment that you need, bucket, clean microfiber cloth, sponges, reusable spray bottle, all-purpose cleaner, duster, white distilled vinegar, baking soda, dish soap, vacuum mop. I mean, I'm exhausted already. I haven't even gone out to the store yet. Yeah, I, I'm the same way, right? I mean, I bought a toilet bowl cleaner, a bathroom tub cleaner, and a, and a bathroom sink cleaner, and they're all different products. And I'm just saying, and I, and all of it, of course, um, has become more important post COVID than pre COVID, right? I'm thinking, okay, it's got disinfected 99.9% .9 back. To, I mean, I'm all over the place. Now I've got wipes to wipe down the handles, the doorknobs. I mean, I'm all, and so I feel like there was a, there was a, an OCD behavior that was just kind of ingrained in just, just the few people that were just OCD. But I feel like globally there we've adopted this OCD behavior just because of the things that now we know that we can't see that exist in our homes that we may want to get rid of. And I'll tell you what's so interesting is if you talk to anybody that actually does clean for a living, 
They really are experts in it. They will tell you that you don't need a separate cleaner for the toilet bowl and you don't need a separate cleaner for the grime on the shower and you don't need a separate cleaner for, for the counter in the kitchen. That's all marketing and business bullshit. Most of it is all the same stuff, you know? And now I, I will, and, and so and so as I've gotten smarter and smarter and I've gotten women that I've uh, maids that I've hired who are really smart that know what they're doing. They'll always tell me you don't need this and this just get this. I I'm good with all this. You know, some people even, you know, to, to combat the cost of cleaning. You know, there's a lot of people who make their own cleaners who can who, who mix things together that are just as effective, like two parts vinegar and one part baking soda. Uh, and I, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't want to take these surgeon hands that I have and ruin them with all those cleaners. So I don't do that. But to your point, yes, there's a whole industry and a whole time of year that that is trying to profit off this in the same way that the Toys R Us profits off Christmas, right? So there's an industry there. You well, know. you know, as a marketer, I would probably say that's damn smart, right? I mean, you just create spring cleaning as a way to sell more products. I wonder if there was a guy or gal over in P&G, Procter & Gamble, who in the basement came up with that idea. Like, how do I sell more Clorox? And boom, there you there you have it. And I think to a certain extent, not only is it a marketing idea, but if you think about like you know the translation of some of the things that and of of traditions into commerce opportunities over the years. I mean, I think I can just think of just a number of things like Christmas, for example. I mean, uh, you know, what better way um, to create a, a holiday uh, around gift giving than than to be, you know, one who sells gifts. But I would say, look, there there is probably some precedent to spring cleaning in a lot of ways for societies to just stave off infection, um, prevent um, you know infectious diseases from spreading by enforcing or uh, instituting a spring cleaning for your citizens. So I think there's a lot of uh, prudence to um, both maybe commerce and perhaps um, uh, governmental intervention that created um, some urgency around cleaning at least once a year. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up in terms of the timing, because it brings up another point about cleaning that we want to address, which is cleaning in chunks. How do you clean? Right. Uh, and your point is very well taken that people were trying to force the purchase by making it associated with a certain time of year. So, oh, the weather got warmer. Geez, I got to do my spring cleaning. Um, uh, but um, everybody's different on how they clean. Like, for example, as I mentioned, I like to clean right away. So there are no dishes in the sink when I go to bed at night. That is all taken care of, right? And when I was doing, when COVID hit, and I asked my uh, cleaning lady to stay home uh, and kept her on the payroll, but kept her home for safety purposes, I started doing the cleaning. And I hadn't done any of this stuff in, I hate to even say how many years it's been, but it's been, uh, it's been a fortnight. And, uh, and at the beginning, I was doing everything at once. I was doing a four hour, I was basically doing exactly what the maid does when she comes to my house, except the maid has 30 years of experience and I have 30 minutes. Okay. And so I had to learn the routine because you know, you, you clean something, then it gets dirty because you clean something else because you didn't do it in the right order. Right. And then after I finally got it all down pat, I realized that it was hard to do it all in one day. And a friend of mine told me, why don't you break it up into two days? Do it on a Monday and a Tuesday and break it up. And so I did start breaking it up. And although it was a more days working, 
it was less of a burden and less of a, a burden in my back of my mind of what I have to do coming up when I wake up this morning. Uh, and it allowed me to be to become very efficient. So cleaning in chunks worked for me. I don't know how you clean. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's, it's kind of the same for everything, right? If you break a, a large task down into pieces, you know, it just becomes easier over time. I think cleaning is something that, you know, um, depending on where you live is more or less important, right? I mean, obviously, we're talking about spring cleaning, and we're also assuming that um, people have a spring. Right. I mean, there's some there's some parts of the country and parts of the world where it's kind of just like one season throughout. So there's no um, perhaps dust or there's perhaps no buildup of pollen because there's not a lot of seasonal changes and in, 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 in vegetation you know, in your area. So, th- so let's just move that aside. The fact that there is a reason for cleaning like dust buildup. But then there's also things like you know, just leaving your gym clothes on the floor, just not wanting to pick that up until the week's end. So I think, and then of course, if you're, if you're a cook, you know, I'd have friends, uh, I like, personally, I love cooking. So my kitchen is, is like, you know, has uh, some certain requirements every day to be clean, but there are people in New York that don't even use their kitchen. Right. And so have less, yeah, there's less of a routine to be able to keep those kinds of things clean. So I think to your point, getting, approaching cleaning in chunks allows you to perhaps prioritize the heavy use areas versus the not um, prioritize the areas of your house uh, like um, like by the windows. If you're in New York, because the dust comes in, you keep the windows open during the summer or in the spring, or you have a heater that just emits gas. So a lot of these things, both, both physical dust um, objects, food waste, to even aromas. I know that there are people, uh, myself included, that I've got a humidifier, um, air purifier, you know, burning it pretty much all day, 24 seven, because I know either cooking smells and or or greases or outside um, smells or, or just, you know, the various smells that happen in life. Um, that that can just get get rid. So, so there's air cleanliness, there's physicals, there's surfaces, there's a lot of different areas and things that that allow me to even um, focus on at some point more um, more poignantly than others at, at at different times of the day and or the the week or the or the month. Yeah, listen, I think it means different things for different people depending on what your issue is and where you are. Like you say, if you're in a place that doesn't have a lot of pollen then the whole point of cleaning out all your vents and everything for pollen isn't that big a deal. And if you're only cleaning your vents when the vent needs to be clean, that might be like I did in my apartment, I cleaned my vents the first time out of eight years of living here. So I don't really need to clean my vents every, for all the dust that accumulates and all the vents all around the apartment because of the air conditioning. I don't really need to do that every year. As a matter of fact, what's interesting is we've changed how we live, right? When spring cleaning started, most everybody lived in a house. Nobody right. lived in an apartment. And you now had you go to go that down you had to clean. You had, you had gr- drains you needed to pump out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now, now, you know, you know, you go to downtown in a major city. There's no there's no cellar. There's no basement. There's no lawn. <laughs> well, what the hell am I spring cleaning? I'm cleaning. You know what? What you know what I'm doing? I'm removing the lower <laughs> freezer drawer from the refrigerator so I can clean in the back of it. You know well, that kind of that kind of thing. And that's probably a reason why you shouldn't have kids, right? I mean, having, the whole idea of having kids was they can clean, the, yeah, clean the basement. 
But I look, I, I think that like when you come when it when it all comes down to it, there are various different levels, right? I think to your point, uh, some some areas may not necessarily need to be clean, others may. But what do you think about the the people that are obsessed with with cleanliness? Do you think that that's a problem? Do you think that's do you think we're do you think we we in general as a society are are, are you know? Um, obsessed with cleaning out of curiosity? Not some of the people I've met. (laughs) But I I think anything that if you take it to the obsession level, you know, stage five clinger level, that that that's that's a problem. I think... I, like I say, I'm definitely, if there's a, if there's a side of messy or clean, you know, like I had a girlfriend once that after she took a shower, that towel would have an anniversary on the couch unless I picked it up and put it back in the bathroom. That's hard for me to live with someone like that because I'm very quote unquote anal that way in terms of I like things neat. And I think part of that comes from I've lived alone for a lot of my life. You know, I had never got married, don't have kids. I think no matter how, how clean and, and, and neat you are, kids blows that out of the water. You start, you have to learn with kids, especially young kids, that there's going to be a mess everywhere you're constantly cleaning, right? Right. So, but, but for, but so I think, I think to get to your, your question, I, I think if you're obsessed with something to the point that it interferes with your pleasure of enjoying other things or other parts of the apartment or other issues of your house, then that's a problem. If, if it's whatever makes you comfortable in terms of the level of cleanliness that you, you like, we all have to find our own level and we keep it at that level. And that gives us the calm that we need to do other things in our life. You know, so that brings us to the third point, which is uh, surfaces. And and I think you just you, you you know obviously we just touched on the fact that you know there are different types of surfaces surface issues and cleaning and all that, but I think there used to be a trend. Uh, I'm not quite sure if it was like the Art Deco trend where you know there was this sort of minimalism, and and it really was about kind of removing clutter from your life. And I think those those trends sort of come up periodically. And so when we see uh, and they, they they show up and they disappear, right? One one minute you're, you're oh now it's only if it brings me joy, <laughs> right? Right. It's like about like now it's antiques. You can you have like the you know, the the kettle from Zimbabwe and like you know and and the, the 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 quilt from Ireland on your desk and that's cool. Whereas you know you know in a minimalist uh, uh, design aesthetic that may not necessarily be so. So I think it was a point where y- you would take stuff and you would hide it and you'd put it in a cabinet and then close it and then that was considered clean. And I think, you know, to a certain extent, maybe the definition of clean is based on your design aesthetic. I don't know. I mean, I've never, I've never been to a hoarder's house, but I can imagine if you just like clutter, just like to collect stuff, uh, you know, a bunch of dolls on the, on the windowsill may actually be something that, that is, that is clean when in fact, don't know why I'm sneezing so often. (laughs) Right. Yeah, exactly. I'm Chuck. He's sitting on Chucky sitting on the shelf there, unhappy with the dust. And speaking about dust, that takes us to number four, air pollen. Which may or may not be a thing anymore because number one, uh, technology has come a long way. You hit the nail on the head with air purifiers, which you have one. Uh, number two, I think windows, crevices, all the area all, buildings are built better now. So you don't have the excess flow of outside, uh, pollen coming into the house as often as, as you, as you used to. Um, and there's more, there's more drugs for people to take 
if you have an allergy to pollen that you can remove the allergy if you remove the allergy you remove the concern of the pollen so i think although it's a thing it's still a thing and i think spring has become spring clean has become a spring thing that original pollen might be less of an issue don't you think yeah i think you're right i also think that uh there's pollen and there's also just just general dust and i feel like that became a big deal when cities became more congested and then you had air pollution and cars and buses and all those things people living on top of each other now that that cities have become a bit more spread out again uh people are leaving the city suburbs and all that and less congestion uh in general i think things like dust may or may not be 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 that um, you know that that a big of a deal but i guess there's also people who live in in the dust right like the people who live in the desert uh even even like los angeles to a certain extent there's, there's dust everywhere and i wonder i wonder if cleaning is futile right it's kind of like digging us digging a hole in sand like at some point in time it's just like you know just what's the point like like living you mean ash just ashes <laughs> dust to dust <laughs> like that what's the point well you, you brought up a good point you did, point point counterpoint you brought up a good point about dust versus pollen and there is dust issues as a matter of fact they're building a monstrosity apartment building right across from me so i can see the dust accumulate every week on my balcony and if if the maid didn't clean that every week that would become a bigger cleaning to do it's easy to remove a layer of dust it's not so easy to remove five layers you gotta get the mop out so i think that becomes a situation where doing something once a year is easier than doing it every five years and it being a, a massive project so i i think i think i think pollen is hay fever pollen spring right. allergies is a thing and it's a thing for a lot of people including me i think most people have some kind of allergy to something and uh and so i think it's still valid but i think there are a lot of ways we can address it now that makes actual quote unquote once a year cleaning of it less important yeah and i think also to that point technology has enabled us to uh to to approach cleaning uh, a lot, you know, a lot differently. And I always think just sort of, you know, down the road that the future of, of, of our homes would be like the Jetsons where you'd have a little, I was like actually a maid. It was, it was actually a robot dressed like a maid. I think I, if I recall. Yeah. That was the funny part. <laughs> cleaning. So that the kids would know it was, it was like, not the kids wouldn't be afraid of it or something. Yeah. I mean, so I think there's, there's automation that can allow us to feel uh, at ease with um, both, the fact that you know our, our place is clean and pristine and we can eat off the countertops type of deal uh, at the same time we can we could find ourselves living in perhaps dirtier environments like like the the bowels of of new york city or or santa monica for that matter um and and feel like you know we're not getting dust and or sand on on everything that 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 surrounds us which by the way leads us to the last point number five is the rooms in which we need clean, right? So there's bathrooms, kitchens, bedrooms, roofs, gutters. I mean, there's all these different components of a house and of a building and of a space that just need to be clean pretty much um, most of the time and involve most of the effort. I mean, I, you know, cleaning a countertop is one thing, but actually getting on your knees and cleaning a bathtub is a whole different deal. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I don't like cleaning my bathtub, even though I have to. It's like the worst part of my cleaning experience. 
I'm neat, but I don't, I don't like to clean. I don't have, I have a sore back and it's brutal to bend over. The worst part for me was mopping the floors. That's just a lot of work mopping the floors, a lot of work everywhere. It's a good workout. Um, but so here's the interesting question. So what's most important to clean during spring cleaning? Are you supposed to clean the areas you normally don't clean? Like, you know, because if you're in the bathroom, you clean up after yourself. If you're in the kitchen and you cook, you clean up after yourself. You don't really feel you're making a mess in the living room or the bedrooms, you know, or the den. So it's not, you're not really thinking about, I got to do a a massive cleaning. So is it those areas that really need the spring cleaning? Or is it the areas that you are dirtying very often and that do need a once a year super scrub, like the bathroom, like the kitchen? Which way do you fall on that? Well, the way that I would I would I would answer that question is there's two parts. One is to your point, there's daily cleaning that just is the daily our daily use of things and the wear and tear of stuff general. So we should just continue cleaning as um, as as needed. I think there are these these major occasions where we need to clean. Well, actually, there's mid occasions. It's the occasions where oh, I've got company over. I'm going to do an extra an extra spruce um, in some areas like fluff the, 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 you know, the, the cushions on the couch or whatever. Um, but then there's just major events like a spring cleaning, a once a year type deal where you may get into, you really may get into it, right? Like I think in the the list that, that real simple had provided uh, digging into it, they're talking about how to clean your a mattress. And I had, I had no idea that I can clean my mattress. Number one, I thought I had to get a new one when it got dirty. Um, and number two, well, I didn't realize I could use uh, baking soda and then vac- just pour baking soda on the on the mattress and then vacuum that baking soda up and it will freshen and clean the, the mattress. So I'm not going to do that every day or every week or every month, but maybe once a year I'll consider it. So I think I'm a, hey, the things that you don't see, but you know need to get clean, don't know how to do, and you might want to go on the internet to find out because it's once a year. I may go through that effort, uh, but I'd also keep the day-to-day stuff clean and tidy. How long does the baking soda have to stay on the mattress? Is that like an overnight thing? Is that like an hour and a half? Or does that depend on the usage? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm not yeah. talking about the usage of the baking soda. <laughs> I mean, this is now you're getting too technical. I, I didn't read that much. I mean, so I have no idea. Good, great question, Jamie. But I do think any anything counts. Look, look, using baking soda for five minutes is better than using the baking soda for no, for two minutes. So I tell you this: just very important. You remember that you put the baking soda on uh, there, and you go back and vacuum it up before you jump into bed the next time into a cloud of dust. How did he die? Yes, I mean you, you die fresh. I bet. <laughs> he, uh, he's dead, but he smells fantastic. <laughs> no, but it's an interesting point, you know, uh, in terms of where the spring cleaning effort is. To me, it's even more than that. For example, for me, spring cleaning is the once a year I go through my closet and I get rid of all the stuff I don't use, from shoes to shirts to socks to underwear to uh, knickknacks, uh, bags, whatever, and I give them to charity. And I do that once a year and I, and I have a rule, which is if I haven't used it in a year, then I'm only keeping it one more year after that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. that's No, but but seriously, so that that's part of cleaning. The other thing I think of is when I think of spring, I think of, okay, am I due for new sheets? 
or new towels? Or is there anything that I need to re, you know, revamp? Does the guest bedroom sheets, do I need to replace them? And so I, I think of spring as it's almost like a, it, it's a cleaning and it's a replacement. It's a throwing away of the old, replacing with the new. So I think, and I think that's healthy, right? Because we talk about spring cleaning, let's talk a little more about that. It's not just spring cleaning. There's also mental cleaning. There's also clearing your mind maybe once a year. You know, your mental health, your um, your mindset, clearing your mindset once a year, taking stock, let's say, of how the year went, what goals you accomplished, what did you set out and didn't accomplish, and how do you rectify that? Is that still a goal? That might be a real smart spring, quote unquote, cleaning as well for the future. I, I saw what you just did there. I, and I actually like that. I mean, I think to your point, spring cleaning is more than just spring cleaning and cleaning and in sense, the physical and the emotional and the spiritual. I mean, you can get, you can really get into the broader definition of what spring cleaning has and its positive impact, not only on our lives, but also our homes. And so you've heard it here, folks. <laughs> This is we've just we've just changed the way we've just reframed the idea of spring cleaning for the betterment of civilization. Trademark, trademark, trademark. <laughs> I think I think those are all great points, and I think the bottom line is much as spring cleaning can can and may have become something of a commercial entity. There is va there is valid reasons to look at everything once a year, to take stock of where you are, where you live, how you live, what you're doing, uh, and to keep your place as clean, as safe, and as healthy as possible. That effort once a year is valid. This is our effort at passing that along, which we will not revisit for another year. <laughs> so everyone, enjoy that spring cleaning. And that wraps up our episode on spring cleaning. We hope you enjoyed it. You've been listening to The Real Estate Podcast. Give us a quick review and rating on iTunes. Check out our website at therealestate.co and let us know if there are any new topics you'd like to hear us address. We love hearing your feedback. See you next week.